Hey everybody, welcome to Public Access America's Just, Just the, the tip. tip. I would say, uh, I'm much along uh, Karen's idea, you know, stay hungry for growth because the thing about the thing about growth is is that we all we this place where we're we're complacent and we're happy and there's nothing wrong with that but you always have the opportunity to learn something new to to pick up you know maybe a new hobby a new skill or maybe just find out something really cool that you didn't know about and you'll feel your life more enriched because you're just like I didn't know something about this and I went down this rabbit hole and now I know something about this. I'm not an expert, but I feel awesome having learned something about something I didn't know. Yeah, thanks. You made me learn about Rome last week. That was god awful. <laughs> <laughs> It's time now for something positive. We might be headed to the promised land the of promised speaking land, the truth and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition of conscience. Of conscience. Because conscience. that is how it works. This is the beginning, it is not the finale, and that's why we're here, and that's why we rally, 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 rally. We've got to be that creative minority, creative minority, creative minority. Find a way to get in the way. I got in trouble. It was good trouble. It was necessary trouble. Frankly, I know we've got to do something. For me, technology changes every other day. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's not working because you didn't update it. You got to update it. You, you updated it. Now it works for a couple days, but shit. Now it's back to updating. Well, and right now everything's constantly updating because everything is under freaking cyber attack right now. So. Oh shit, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, wow. I mean, everything's just constantly getting updated. Everybody's on edge trying to stay ahead of whatever nonsense is coming yeah. around the corner. So. That's smart. Um, I changed I changed half of my passwords yesterday. I'm going to change the other half today. What I do is I use one of those apps that makes a random generator, yeah. um, but then I don't save it in the app. I move it to a secure location and then store it so I have them, you know. Mm. But I don't. I try not to use anything that would be from my brain because I, you know, I mean, Facebook has so much information about me. If they wanted to guess my password, they know my dog's first name, my cat, my first cat's first name. You know what I mean? So this is where uh, two-factor or multi-factor authentication come in. You know, does it? Yeah. Yeah. So like the reality is, is that with some of the supercomputers that are out there, you can brute force a password without much difficulty. Um, you know, any, any most websites are requiring at least a minimum of eight, you know, characters. Some have moved up oh, to yeah. 12. Um, but the reality is, is, is that, you know, a lot of those can be brute forced given enough time and resources. And, and really the issue there is, is, you know, whether or not you're a high value target versus just some random peon and, and they happen right. to get your password from a hash. 
Well, but fuck like, you, Russia, if that one helps us at all. <laughs> so, so realistically, what you have to do is you have to you you, you have to turn on two factor, multi factor authentication. So that's where, like, for example, you know, you go to log into a site and it inputs your password, and then it's like, hey, use your biometrics, or hey, we're going to send your phone a code, or hey, you need to, you know. Uh, log into your email address and and click on this you know authentication link you know sure. and 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 those are ways in which you can you know keep your data more secure and it's definitely yeah. worthwhile the ipad has the thumbprint yep so a lot of it is that but then it saves it into my browser and i'm not quite sure i like that either so I don't know. There's a lot of, and I was, I wanted to ask, I don't know. I, there is so much in this note, Jeffrey, and it's amazing to me that I don't know if we'll ever touch on any of it. (laughs) And I don't know which one, one story we'll touch on, or if we ever get to any of it. And I could care less because nobody knows ahead of time what's in my note, (laughs) but I did want to ask because a lot of the cybersecurity that's being offered to us to protect us is made by contractors in countries that has a, have an interest in mm-hmm. backdooring some of this security stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know which security product systems to go for to protect myself, you know? And so mm-hmm. at some point we're going to have to get more involved in things and like what a VPN is mm-hmm. and how to protect ourselves. And is LifeLock valuable? You know, things like that, that, um, can make a difference because you can spend $9 a month on LifeLock and get nothing, <laughs> or you can use NordVPN that comes free. Maybe, you know what I mean? So, so I don't know. Anything. There's, there's, there's a few ways that you could do it. And, and I, you know, maybe this will just be kind of a, just the tip if you will. Ooh, so, you know, a, there's a lot of places out there that ha- offer, you know, all these different privacy suites and ID monitoring and, and, and that's fine and all, you know, you know, there's sites like credit karma that are great for showing you when new accounts are open, but you mm-hmm. can go into, um, you know, the, the big three, uh, credit agencies and you can actually lock your credit. So that way nobody can open anything in your name. Now, cool. now I have not done this, and so it's it's hard for me to say what that process looks like. But if you know, for example, you who don't have any plans on opening a new credit card, buying anything new, this is one way that at least you know you wouldn't have somebody gaining access to your credit. You're you know like, but your credit cards and debit cards are a whole different matter compared to this. So it's, somebody right. couldn't take out a loan in your name or a new credit card in your name, for example. Okay, that's, but they could open a bank account and get no. a get a no. Okay, no. no. Um, the only thing that they would be able to do is like if your credit card or debit card got hacked, you know, they'd be able to use it. Okay, and some some bank apps actually have a button to where you can lock your yep. card if you lose it. So yep. there's a lot of protocols out there, Kathy. Remember that we know them. <laughs> yep. So so that's one way, and and then realistically, like VPNs are. Are, are interesting tools to be able to quote unquote protect data. But the reality is, is that there's a lot of them that are already hacked all, uh, mm. and, and being monitored actively as it is. Right. Like, if you want to get around traffic, like there's ways to do it, but you know, some of these, they're just, they offer very, I would say very basic VPN services and, and that's perfectly fine. You know, especially if you're doing very basic things like, you know, let's say you're trying to, 
get you know a show on Netflix that's not on on your region, but let's say it's in Japan or something like that. You know, you'd be yeah. able to do that. So that's that's you know VPNs have their uses in that realm, but in terms of in terms of securing your data, they help. Yeah, they can help, but it all depends on you know which one you use and who wants to get in there bad enough. Exactly, and and that's the thing is like. I guarantee you the idea that any of these, you know, major VPN corporations aren't hacked is, you know, it's, yeah, I doubt, I would highly doubt that, you know, any of the other major ones aren't already cracked. Right. I mean, they're not U.S. contractors only. That's what, you know, mm -hmm. bugs me. I mean, that's what, that's, that's where my question is. I don't know whether that should bug me. Like we're speaking Greek right now. I have no idea what we're talking about. Realistically, <laughs> you know, um, what it boils down to is, is that um, there are more secure protocols being developed for the web to help naturally, you know, I wouldn't say natural, I mean, it's the best way to describe it for, for the layperson to help naturally encrypt your information. So it's better protected. Um, two factor, like the two factor stuff. No, more like um, it's, you have to think about it more like, you know, for example, if you ever, uh, I know what you like, WhatsApp, right? Yeah. Kind of like that. Um, right. so, so there, there's ways that they're trying to do that. Also WhatsApp's cracked. So don't bother. Um, <laughs> Telegram it's run by Russia. <laughs> Telegram also hacked. Right. Discord. Hacked I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, you know, that's the thing is, is like, if you're, you know, if you're looking to share certain information online, you know, they're developing the means yeah. in which you can do it anonymously is very expensive and very difficult. And like anything else, there's no guarantee. And especially, for example, when your traffic is, you know, if, like, if you get, you know, uh, let's say that you get some type of a, an encryption service, and you still do the exact same things that data pattern still exists. Sure. It might be, right. like, you know, obfuscated a little bit, but if it's still the same pattern, it's still the same pattern and they can trace it back to who the person is. So, okay. um, so, I mean, realistically, like, you know, have strong passwords, you know, enable two factor, multi-factor authentication and, you know, don't go visiting any sketchy porn sites. Yeah, sketchy porn does it every time, yeah. Or, you know, sure. or my personal favorite is, you know, everybody's trying to, you know, find that movie that's out that they want to, you know, see but not go to the theater. Some of right. those sites, are, oh my God, some of those sites are just so bad. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. If you're going to put it on the internet, it's going to be on the internet. That's all I can say about it. That's I wanted, much it. I want to say... um. Hi, and thank you to Karen from EarKick that was on our conversation last week. That was amazing. We've been promoting that since Thursday, and I will tell you, they are super responsive on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter. They're everywhere thanking us for everything, and I just think it's it's so it's so really cool, you know, to be connected with them in some way. Hopefully, we get her back in a month to let her, um, everybody know. We we told people on Twitter to go ahead and get the app, use the app, and then join us next month so we could actually have a question answer sort of discussion thing. Mm -hmm. And we also connected with she talked about a disabled man, Vortel Games, V O R T L E games and uh we connected with him on twitter so yeah it's 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 
Interesting. I'm glad we could help them. They keep saying we're on the same mission of helping people get information that eases their brains and Mm -hmm. then monitoring it. And I I just, I like the whole idea of they're not taking my data and selling it like Facebook. That's where they had me, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And that's, you know, and especially like right now, like data sales is, is really where most people make their money and that's right. You know, so it, it'll be really interesting to see how, you know, I'm interested to see how it develops. I, I think it's a fantastic yeah. app. So, me too. Hey, you know what today is? Today is Muslim Women's Day, March 27th. So, mm. it's rare we actually get a day to do a shout out for Muslim women. So, thank you, Muslim women. You know, my favorite is Ilhan Omar. If you have your own, go ahead and tweet them or message them and let them know they're not alone, they have support. Yep. Basic, pretty basic. Have you heard of uh, radical monogamy? Oh, God. (laughs) I'm going to say this out loud, and and Debbie is going to come storming across the room. I do throw those little fish hooks out there in case she's in the room just so they might be like, hey, I want to get in on this. (laughs) Have you heard of the term, and I quote, radical monogamy? Well, they just said, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. Apparently, well, it's making the decision after exploring all of your choices. If you land on monogamy after considering all other options, it's radical. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Debbie's, Debbie's about to tear somebody a new one. No. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Debbie. We can thank Dan Savage from the Savage Lovecast for this one. As I was doing my note and listening to him, that was the opening statement. I thought it was just a fantastic thing. Well, I I don't know who came up with it, but I saw it making the rounds this week where they're talking about radical monogamy. And like you said, the idea that you've tried everything else and monogamy is the only thing that works for you. And I'm like, (laughs) how the fuck is that radical? Right. I just, I, it fits into the bag of absolutes for me. Like I never Um, will know. So how do you know? Radical (laughs) monogamy falls under the same line as people who call themselves Sigma males because apparently alpha wasn't enough. And also, (laughs) and also people who uh, call themselves pure strain humans because they didn't get the vaccine. That's how fucking stupid this is. Wow. I thought it was just another you know, gimmick to we sell have, we have a term you know? for We have a term for radical monogamy. It's called monogamy. Right. But it's a precon. it's base. What they're saying is it's a base. It's a base setting. Like you'd never ever customized it. We assume that we have to be in a, a straight monogamous relationship. And then we need to explore that further. It's like, we've already been told you know, what we should do. It's a preconceived notion that we should be monogamous. I don't like the term. I, I agree with you. Monogamy is monogamy. We make that choice every yeah, day. If- every time we wake up, we decide whether we want to continue to be in the relationship we're in or if we want to yeah. change the parameters of that. You know what like, I mean? Like there's monogamy and then there's, you know, ethical non-monogamy. And then there's, of course, unethical non-monogamy. But Right. But radical but- monogamy. I mean, 
you're you're you're, yeah. you're so committed it's radical i what it's, the fuck it's radical it's radical because no. now now monogamy isn't just oh god the straights uh, the straights have gone radical right but no this isn't straight people this is gay people creating radical monogamy <laughs> I, just, I don't <laughs> and it's also the the gay people creating radical minority terms he, he that this guy actually he said he coined the phrase and he picks on people that haven't chosen this path. So it's the exact same thing as every other monogamy. It's, it's somebody judging you for the way you live your life. And it doesn't matter what you call yourself because you are a version of it. If you're monogamous, you're your version of monogamy. If you're in a same sex couple, that's your version of it. Polyamory. It's your version of it. It's not, it, you don't have to be polyamorous defined by the dictionary as polyamorous to live your life. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, that's the thing is like, this is the shortest line in my note, by the way, <laughs> this is the this most is just one, one that this I is think the one is. sentence. <laughs> yeah, apparently you've inflicted pain. You've chosen oh, the path sorry. of pain. Wow. I'm going to be surprised if, if Debbie's not over there just like trying to find anything and everything on it so that way somebody can get destroyed later. Yeah, then we'll do a whole second hour on it. You know what I mean? So Republicans are going after Wait, what? Um, what? Say what? What did what? you say? You're listening to Public Access America. apparently there's an article on uh the it's the practical view of f the five types of monogamy wow now there's five types i oh, love this. god but that's my point there's <sighs> there's actually 350 billion versions of relationship out there you know what i mean oh my god <laughs> I'm, i i think i might have had a stroke jason i think yeah. i think this is it this is this is this is my death note. Uh -oh. This is where it ends. <laughs> oh, somebody did something really dumb. Yeah, and it hurts. Sorry. So I brought much. it up. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> here's the thing. Did we move on to another another topic? No, no, we're we've got a hammer on this dumb shit because this okay, is, this cool. is amazing. I like it. So I'm gonna I'll say my piece on it. Sure. And, and I will, you know, let smarter people than I decide whether or not they want to talk about it another time or not. Or, there you, you know, maybe there will just be like, you know, some type of explosion of, of thoughts on how stupid something is. Uh huh. But the reality is, is, is that like, so, so like, for example, one of them was like financial monogamy and I'm going, what? Hmm. Uh, apparently it's where you share your <laughs> bank accounts. So what you share your right. bank accounts and nothing else. You know what we mm -hmm. have? We have a term for that. Non-monogamous. <laughs> or, or, uh, you share, you, you share your, your, your love for each other, but you know what? Nothing else. We have a term for that. Non-monogamous. Basic. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Oh my God! Oh, you've got Debbie riled up. <laughs> oh, that Debbie's was been that up wasn't... for an hour, and you've managed to piss him off. <laughs> that was that wasn't the plan. I'll go with it. You know, I'll go with it. Hey, we're here for the next two hours. If you want to get in on this, Debbie, I will send you a link. <laughs> <laughs> 
we always respect Evie. You know what I mean? But I also know that it, you're two hours behind me. So it's actually 9 a.m. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Debbie is literally over there just laughing and, and choking on, on their own coffee and spit because this has literally caused <laughs> us all to just start drooling. We, this has literally lowered our IQ points to the – it's – I don't know, like, who thought the like, – somebody needs to tell the media <laughs> to stop. Just because you see something, that doesn't mean you need to write an article on it. Right, okay. Insane. So fuck you, Dan Savage. <laughs> Wait, there, please confirm, did Dan Savage come up with this? No, Dan Savage did not come oh, up with this. Oh, Dan Savage did not come up with this. Apparently, he just no. talked about it on his show. Yeah, it was his opening statement on his last episode. Ah. Uh, and I just, oh, I want a I, vice article that, Oh God. Oh, uh, I put it in my, I put it in worse. my note as a question so that I could look into it further. And I just moved on to other things. Cause it was that stupid to me. Yeah. I, I saw this. I saw, well, so there's a, there's a, there's a person I follow called polyam fam. And, and apparently like he did a skit on radical uh, monogamy and, I saw that there was the Vice article on it in his post, and I was just like, oh, "This is dumb. This can't be a thing." Oh God, I'm wrong. It it's, it's yeah. So <laughs> look, find the relationship dynamic that works for you, and stop calling it weird fucking things. Like, like this is. <sighs> monogamy without the misogyny yeah so monogamy without the misogyny um what the fuck okay sure you know what we're just gonna call this really fucking dumb and we're gonna move on because <laughs> this this is this is actually insane there this has somebody Somebody felt really fucking left out and they came up with something that they could sell device and be like, no, 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 I'm not super straight. I'm radically monogamous, you know, like it's going to be any fucking different. It's still insane. It's still insane. It's like, like, like the concept of, you know, people who call themselves super straight because apparently straight wasn't straight enough. I'm like, <laughs> what? What? Well, how about this? I sent Debbie a link, and if they want to come and check in, then they can, and we can continue this discussion. Yeah, I would love to continue this discussion because to me, it was a, to me this was a marketing throwaway, um, you know, media thing. Like they were we're low on news, so let's come up with another term. Which and I'm that, surprised that, that that's the you know they decided to pick up on that. Yeah, we'll let we'll let yeah, Debbie, yeah, yeah. we'll let Debbie read, and if Debbie decides they you know want to chime in and sure. um. I thought this was a commercial commercial sort of gimmick. I didn't think this was something serious, but if it's giving you a stroke, then I really do want to cover it in more of a meaningful way than a one sentence. I don't know. I don't know that there is. I also don't want to, I don't, I don't want to give this stupid stuff attention. You know what I mean? I don't think there, I don't think there is a meaningful way to cover this other than somebody had an idea and they really needed to stop and don't. Yeah. So it's, that's cool. Yeah, please something else. I I think I'm. Oh, okay. Here anybody you go. else smell burnt toast? Hey, it smells like burnt <laughs> toast in here. 
So Jeffrey, yep. are you looking are you looking for a way to kill yourself? Dude, I've been dead twice. I have literally I been flatlined twice and I'm still alive. So at this point, I'm just living in spite of everything. <laughs> so the answer is no. I like I I have plenty of creative ways to off myself. Personally, okay. um I'm just going to hold out for nuclear apocalypse. So that way I can just grab myself a folding chair and a cooler with a beer in it and bratwurst and a stick. And I'm literally (laughs) just going to find myself an open field and I'm just going to look for the direction that the nuke falls. I'm just going to get fucking naked and I'm just going to lean back with a beer in my hand and a fucking bratwurst on a stick and point it towards the fucking mushroom cloud and be like, yeah, fuck it. Chaos. Man, I hope. I just hope I have enough time and money to get to Seattle before all that. Are you talking about feeling hopeless? Uh, wait, you mean there was hope out there? <laughs> are you, are you feeling trapped? Um, well, if we're talking about the band trapped, no, I don't feel. Are that. you, a, are you a burden to others? Um, yeah, usually. Yeah. Are you, are you increasing your drug and alcohol use? Maybe. Are you acting a lot more anxious and agitated? Mm. Are you sleeping too little or too much? I never sleep enough. And in fact, the fucking dog kept waking me up every 30 minutes last night. <laughs> fucking dog. Like, literally, I, I literally would get her. Like, I got her out of bed to see if she'd actually lay down and just, like, calm down. She no. would get up, fucking run around the room. And then, I, you know, I put her back in the cage. <laughs> and she'd start fucking pawing at the cage and groaning every 30 yeah. minutes. So I'm like, you know, finally at one point I'm like, I can't, maybe I should just take her out. Maybe she's got to go to the bathroom. No, Mm, that wasn't it. No. You know, so fuck. Dogs are a responsibility that take away the joy of life. Are you, do you you find yourself withdrawing or isolating more? Mm, I wouldn't say that. I would say that, you know, COVID kind of isolated a lot of people and now I'm pretty much ready to just get the fuck out. Are you showing signs of rage or talking about acts of revenge? Rage, yes. Revenge? Eh. I don't know who's on my shit list anymore. <laughs> it was on a floppy disk. <laughs> yeah, it was on a it was on an old thumb drive that was, you know, had 512 kilobytes of space that totally got nuked when I needed to turn in a final and lost it completely. Gotcha. Back in 2005. Well, if, you're, if, you're feeling a, if you're feeling a majority of those things, you could be somebody that's showing signs of wanting to commit suicide. And you should seek help or a friend. Anyway, um, I did want to circle back to that. You did say that two weeks ago, and I did not want to go past it. But we had a, we had a jam-packed show last week. You know what I we mean? We really did. Jeff, Jeffrey did say he died twice. And while mm-hmm. I didn't want to get the whole thing, I did want to get one of them and ask, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things where everybody's got to have – everybody has, like, these cool stories about how, how they fucking, you know – you know we're we're dead and are they you know, cool are they cool jeffrey mine aren't um <laughs> in fact you know it's 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 not fun it's it, you know i will say that it gave me a different appreciation on life but i'm fine you know i'm i'm here um right now i will say this let me, i will preface this um as somebody who you know has severe clinical depression um I have tried to take my own life several times and failed 
every single time. So you're um, like the Hulk. No, more like I chickened out or I didn't uh, take enough to succeed. So okay. it didn't work out, but I definitely, you know, it definitely wasn't great for me. And until I got on a better medication, like once I, once I got on a better medication, the suicidal ideation went away. Um, but of course the medicine that I was on gave me other problems for 10 years. Um, but right. that's so, so to preface that, you know, I, in, in all of my attempts, I was never close. Uh, unfortunately I just did a number on myself, oh. but, um, I would say that, you know, as a proxy, I did a lot of really dumb shit as well that, you know, had a pretty decent chance of me winding up dead. And my basic, uh, theory on it was fuck it. If it kills me, I don't give a shit anymore. Um, right. not, not, yeah. not a great idea. But by the time that, I that's, that's the, my ten to t- age ten to age thirty, <laughs> that's yeah. how I felt. So I'm with you there. So 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 by the time I get on good medication, that ideation goes away, and you know now I'm I'm starting to try and figure out you know what does what does life look like on medication? What you know how do I feel about everything moving forward? Right, you're finally seeing normal for what it is, right? Well, what I thought was normal, and right, right, right. You know, and unfortunately, that medication just didn't quite work out. The one I'm on now is great, okay. um, but the the that one not so great. So, I'm on medication at this point. The medication is working great, or or so I think. And um, I had two instances relatively close together. The first one was a um, um, a motorcycle accident, which was not fun. Cause I got, uh, I was out riding with some friends and I got smoked with a, oh. with a dirt bike and I coded in the ambulance and that was it. Um, the second time, um, uh, so, so that first time it's like, I remember standing up saying, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then the next thing I remember is waking up in the hospital. Um, not got to be weird, not great, not a great feeling. But I will say that, like, during that time, like, I found myself, like, the only way that I know how to describe it is if you've ever had a bed with flannel sheets, um, it was completely dark. No, really nice and soft. Good flannel sheets. Oh, okay. It was, it, it was warm. It was soft. It was dark. It was kind of like, you know... It was, it was just like being in a dark room, like no lights, no nothing. And it just felt really peaceful. But when I woke up and it was not peaceful, it hurt. It hurt a lot. The so you knew the time, difference. You could yeah. tell the difference between not being there and being there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Hmm, interesting. The second this time- isn't a great segment to have right after, you know, uh, suicide conversation. Well, <laughs> if you do die, it's it's okay. It's, it's very peaceful, <laughs> very comforting. There, there's a lot more that I can say and uh, that I will say after this. Right. The, the second time, um, so I, you know, I had to go in for a routine surgery, and I started waking up from it early, and so they ended up having to give me more medication to keep me under. That's just naturally the way that I am. I've every everybody gets a normal dose. Mine is always higher. I have always had a higher tolerance to medication. And if I don't have a higher tolerance, I develop a higher tolerance really quickly. 
That's just always the way it's been for me. You know, most people, they can take two ibuprofen and they're like, ah, yes, I feel relief. I have to take five at a minimum to even feel anything. Mm. Tylenol, pointless. Naproxen doesn't do anything. Aspirin actually gives me tinnitus and causes me to go deaf. Wow. So, so pretty much, so pretty much the only options that I have had, uh, I had beyond that was opioids, which problem is, is I know I like the opioids. I don't want them because I like them. Um, so they don't work for me. Opioids don't work for me. Well, they work when you get the good shit. Yes. Dilaudid, right? Yeah. The problem is, is that you get hooked on that shit. And I would. And that's, and that's why I don't want it is because I, you know, I know who I am and I'm, I'll, I'll be a fucking junkie all day long if, if uh-huh. I get my hands on that shit. Um, oh yeah. But when they but, have a scalpel to your testicle, you want to lot it. <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, I, you put me under, um, right. But I was anyways, laughing the whole time. So I went in, I went in for this, I went in for a follow-up routine surgery and in their notes, they remembered that, you know, I needed a little extra because of uh, the fact that I woke up way too early. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So they calculated a little extra, and then they calculated a little extra on top of the little extra, and it stopped my heart. They don't really know much about anesthesia, right? It's 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 a very interesting science. You know, for example, yeah. you've got some people who, you know, it doesn't work on them at all. You've got some people where it literally turns their body into a fucking oven. Right. But uh, if that's one of the jobs where experience pays off. You don't want a newbie because it is all about experience. It's not like they have a formula or they know exactly what it right. does to the body. It's still and everybody's body is different. So everybody's right. body handles the handles it differently. And so for me, what yeah. ended up happening was is I ended up um, I ended up coding on the table, and so they had to counteract and bring me back. Mm. And when I woke up, I I you know because because when I when I when I died, I went back to that same place. It was you know warm. It was dark. It was peaceful. Mm. It was really nice and comfortable. But then I came back to the sound of, you know, screeching monitors and bright lights. And it felt like I just got hit in the head. And I've yeah. got one doctor who's screaming, come back to us and a nurse crying in the corner. Wow. And it's not, you know, it's not exactly the way that you want to, you know, you know, wake up, you know. I, but also, thank God that nurse and that doctor were cared. You know right. what I mean? So not uh, not a great you know in both times i ha- basically had to get you know jump started it's not it, it's it's not fun it, it's very painful oh. so not like they make it look in uh dr strange no zap me again turn it up no yep. it's fucking awful it hurts so oh. much so after that i really did get a whole new lease on life and you know there were a lot of things that I decided that I needed to do that I hadn't done. And okay. that's, you know, I decided to start chasing them after that. So that's when I got more serious about wanting to start bands and play music, um, figuring out what I wanted to do for school, um, trying to figure out, you know, other personal aspects of my life. And, you know, and after that, it's like, you know, the idea of the idea of killing myself went away because, you know, I realized that there were so many cool things that I wanted to do that were never guarantees, but I wanted to go for them. 
and exactly. I was not it's I was better not to die ready trying. To, I was not ready to call it a life not having gone for those things. Okay. So good. So in the end, you know, am I am I afraid of the next time? No. I do I want it to be anytime soon? Also no. I hope not. Um but you know I'm glad you're here, Jeffrey. And I'm, I'm glad, glad podcast I'm glad podcasting was one of those things you wanted to do. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is is like there are so many great reasons to stay alive. Um if you know you if if you can. Like I, I, I say that because I have I have lost people that I love. And me too. And the reality is, is, is that when somebody doesn't want help, there's nothing you can do to stop it. And it's, it's hard. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts a lot. And, you know, especially when you have people like that who've been around you, you know, for years, been close to you for years, and suddenly it's just a void there. You know, it's, you know, and, and there was also that realization for me too, after I had gotten better and, and that had happened and I lost a really close friend, you know, I knew what I was feeling and how badly it hurt. And so I could only imagine what family members were feeling in that moment. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things like, you know, there's always, you can always find your reason to keep going. The question is, is, you know, do you have the fight left in you and are you willing to accept a hand, you know, to help get you up? Now I will say, there, I, I want to make a very strategic difference here between suicidal ideation, you know, and people who are terminal that refuse to suffer for what is left of their life. First, as well as the disabled people that don't want to be killed. Mm -hmm. I just found that out. There, there's an opposition to euthanasia because it's used. Dude, they sterilize fucking disabled people in surgeries without their knowledge or consent. Anyway. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of versions of wanting to die, not wanting to die. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's an individual choice, but I get where you're coming from, but I do right. have a question when you, when you finish up with that. Yeah. So, so for me, like I found, I found that there were a number of things that I, I absolutely wanted to go for after having tried and, and failed after having external factors, try and fail. It's like, well, these things couldn't kill me and I couldn't kill me. So fuck it. We're going to go for it. You know what? As well, well as it, it, that, that stuff doesn't fulfill you. Right. External things don't fulfill an emptiness in you and, right. and a chemical, a chemical empty, a chemical imbalance, a chemical. Right. Yeah. And that's, and I made it a goal to try and figure out for myself what, what was wrong with me? You know, was there something wrong with me? And turns out I burn out, I burn serotonin like it's fucking rocket fuel. Oh, so. okay. You know, where most people get like, you know, they can get enough uh, serotonin from, from, you know, vitamin D sources and the sun. I can't, no matter what happens, I burn it like it's rocket fuel and then I crash. Okay. And so medication I take stops the reuptake of it. So I absolutely have enough to go around. You know, a lot of my friends have the, have the story, have a story of that. Um, of a, a suicide attempts, you know, and I'm so, I'm so grateful to have y'all in my life, to be able to reach out to the people that I know could have gone and the people that I I'm part of their new life. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're done giving up. They're going to try. And then I get to be their friend. I, I I'm really, 
really grateful to all of you. But um, one 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 little trivial thing: suicide really hurts. Death, death, really hurts the people around that. Mm-hmm. You know, my first wife died um, eight times, flatlined eight times. My second wife died twice. So I've been around that. Those weren't suicide. Well. I don't think that drug overdoses, you know, it's, 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 it's it, convoluted, but what I, what I, but what I want to ask you is because when I started researching this and I couldn't, I couldn't come up with an answer is, uh, is there a way to communicate to those that you love, even some of just a couple of the closest that this is something you're going to do and you don't want to leave them in that spot? Like, I think people that are thinking about suicide quietly, almost passive aggressively kind of leak it out and leave, leave people clues so that when suicide does happen, their loved ones are left backfilling the reason is there like, I, if you want to have euthanasia and you go to Sweden, your family has to know about it. Like they, you know what I mean? For legally. So is there a way, but I understand that's so tricky and I couldn't come up with an answer for it and I couldn't find anything on Google. How do you tell your loved ones you want to commit suicide without having them stop you? <laughs> you know? Um, this is, I mean, this is wishful. And again, thinking. I'm not suicidal. Right, I, I, right. You know what I mean? No, I just no, no. I know what you're saying. Um, I have been. I have been, yeah. but I've never gotten to that point. I know what you're saying. So- this is where it's tough because you're relying mm-hmm. on somebody who has re, you know, retreated into themselves so much. Right. You know, the, the thing that people don't think about when it comes to people who are wanting, you know, who are suicidal is, is that they're not thinking of, you know, they're not wanting to broadcast what they're doing. In fact, they've gotten very good at hiding it. Exactly. And so, and so the idea of even mentioning it is very, difficult it's very painful mm-hmm. and so oftentimes it's not even that it's not even that you are able to say the words i'm thinking about killing myself sometimes the best you're going to be able to muster is i need someone to hang out with me right not not you know would you like to hang out i need somebody there or am i weird it's these little questions that's what i'm saying they leave a trail of mm-hmm. oh my god they were considering it and it's almost like Okay, you're my loved one. Jeffrey, you're my loved one. I want to tell you I'm committing. I want to commit suicide. I'm done. I've thought of everything I can think of, but I'm coming to you to give you the chance to offer me some suggestions of help before we ultimately agree that it's it's the thing to do for me. That's what I, I, I want to know if there's some way to do that, like a backwards intervention, but you're saying that people it's, deep in thought wouldn't consider it because they've already they've already silently asked right they've already they've, said they've, are you my friend and you rejected me you didn't respond to my text so now well, you ate you know it's not, it's not even it's not even necessarily about that it's it's like stages of giving up it's it not is. it really is suicide it's it's like, like a slide down right no it's you know you give up you give up on on showing negative emotions because it's it's attention you don't want you you give up on on hanging out around friends because you can't get rid of the negative emotions. So you don't want people around you to see these negative right. emotions that you don't want to talk about. But then you um, end up reinforcing it. You and see then, it everywhere. And then you start, you know, that isolation starts creating all of these different issues that you, you know, have to fight off alone. And 
and as someone who's done all of that, like it's like it's, it's sad. It's it's hard, and to think of a friend going through that alone is really hard. And you and, know? and and even if somebody is able to communicate it, and this is you know something that they said earlier. I would really if, hope they they could just spit it the sentence out to one person. You know what I mean? But here's the rea- here's the reality that's that is really hard to swallow for the other party. If this person you know doesn't want the therapy, doesn't want the doctors, doesn't want the medication, doesn't want you know any type of intervention, be it friends, of relatives, religion, whatever. Like mm-hmm. when a person has gotten to that point where they are they they will that they're rejecting every form of possible help sure you know the only thing that you can do is show that you're there for them and you but you also have to protect your own mental health in this case too and that's where it gets really tough because you don't want to withdraw from some of you know these people you don't want them to decide that you know no this is you know i was right you know nobody's going to be here for me you don't want to become their only reason to live either and that's trust me on that one and that's where it gets tough is, is that, you know, we all, you know, we want to help as much as we can, as much as possible. And when you have someone who rejects every form of help, you just have to re- hope that there somewhere is enough willpower in them to start to fight it on their own. And sometimes the yeah. answer is there's not. And that's, but somebody's going to find your body. It would be nice if you let them know that you tried and failed at every option. Like if you, that you tried that you thought of it, that you put thought into therapy, but that's not going to be the answer. You thought about medication, but you tried it and it, you know, like you went through the steps, you tried everything. You got to let like, cause that sucks to find that, you know, it just, it does. It it does. But you know, unfortunately this is, you know, this is one of those things where you can, you know, you can sit there and postulate every possible off ramp that could exist. And if a person is unwilling to take any of them or has tried or, you know, by their own, you know, mental faculty said they've tried and it Mm -hmm. didn't work and, or that they just didn't want it. I mean, that's the real answer. They just didn't want it. It's kind of selfish. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad kind of selfish. We all ultimately have to think about ourselves mm-hmm. and how we feel in the world. And if there is no chance of joy in the future, I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm just saying that you haven't laid down and, and cuddled with me for a night. So if you're thinking about killing yourself, come and cuddle with me for a night and maybe you'll see better days in the future. You know, and, and, and that was if, you know, everybody's story is going to be different and everybody's experience is going to be different. Agreed. But the biggest one is, is that, you know, people who really truly are at that point, they're not talking about their attempts. They're not saying a thing about it. They don't want to. No, they've they already been attention. validated. They don't Every, want everything's, everything's already been validated. People suck. He, we suck. People suck. Whatever the reason is, it's already been answered. That's why suicide is. Everything hurt and everything just felt so sad and so hopeless. And I just, I couldn't get out of it. And at at this point, you know, I was the person who, you know, I was the one that everybody was like, you know, this, this kid's got it all going for him. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the smart, you know, the smartest, one of the smartest kids in the school, um, one of the kids that literally is winning competitions left and right. He, it's a lot you know, to live up to. It's a lot to a lot live sports, up to in, a a, in an area with, without a lot of opportunities. 
And that's a lot to live up to when there isn't a lot of chance for growth and inspiration. So, you know, and, and, and for me, like the idea that anybody, you know, I was always the jokester, like, you know, that's, you know, you see a lot, you see the meme a lot, you know, check in on your funny friends because sometimes they're hiding something. Oh yeah. You know, know, for me, that was people that question and people that joke are the ones that don't want you to know them at all. You know, and, and that was my thing was, is that I was always cracking jokes. I was always the funny one. Like, but, but I was doing it to hide the fact that I had so many negative emotions going on and I couldn't understand it because logically for me, you know, as a kid, like I couldn't understand. It's like, why do I feel this way? I have all of these good things, Mm. you know, but the knowledge that we, you know, that we had available to us at the time around mental health, you know, everything indicated that I should be happy. You know, I had a, I was going to church. Um, I was involved in tons of organizations. I was involved in my communities. I was, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was winning competitions. I had friends everywhere. So it was either talk therapy or medication for you. Either it was an unresolved issue or a chemical imbalance because everything else was great. And, 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 and by, and that's the thing is, is that those were things that were never brought up to me. Like, like, you know, as a kid, it's hard. Of course to, not. You know, that's something that's absolutely hard to understand is, is that there might not actually be anything like externally wrong with you. Like you have all of these great things, but exactly. there's something going on, you know, you know, that you either haven't dealt with from your past or, you know, which, in which case it changes your body chemistry. It really does. Uh-huh. And so yeah, oh, stress over time totally does. And totally. so, and so by, or, or you you're somebody who just, you know, your body, you know, developed a certain way. And guess what? You got, you, you drew the freaking Joker card. Or you got more testosterone or more estrogen or more serotonin or less SSRI, you know, like there's, there's, there's all sorts of possibilities. And that's the mm-hmm. thing is, is like, that's what I'm saying. If you're considering suicide, if you were considering suicide and you came to me and I said, did you try medication or talk therapy? Because it's one of those two. Maybe that would be like, I'll try that. You know what I mean? Or yes, I tried that. And then I would be left with, Oh crap, come here and let me hold you until you die. You know what I mean? Like I I had a friend come to me and that's all I could do was I didn't say yes. I didn't say no. I didn't judge. I didn't question. I just, I just held her. You know what I mean? Public access America. It's always funny because, like, you know, especially because as you know, libertarians, we get a ton of shit, even amongst other libertarians. I think political philosophy is a lot like religion, and where there's moments you have to go on faith and trust what somebody else is saying. The main, the main focus is it's like less dependence on the government because, well, we've seen how that's gone, and you don't have to do that if you think about it in a human way. You know, more dependence on connections with each other. But you can always bring it back to what would one human do for another? What would a hundred do for a hundred? People looking out for people. Find Public Access America anywhere you find your favorite podcast every Sunday and Thursday. And join the chat on YouTube at Public Access America every Sunday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Communities looking out for community. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. In the making. In the making. In the making. You know, for me, like it's going to be ten years ago this year um, that one of my be- I lost one of my best friends, and 
I mean to tell you for that first year afterwards, I just felt completely listless. Like there was, there was a lot of survivor survivors guilt because, you know, I, I had tried, I had attempted and I had, Uh and, and I made it through. And this guy, you know, was arguably somebody I would say who was a lot brighter and a lot funnier than I was. And he was absolutely a joy to be around, but you know, Mm -hmm. But he made it very clear, you know, he didn't want the doctors, the nurses, he didn't want the medications, he didn't want the therapies, he didn't want any of it. He just wanted it to be over. And I mean, we all tried. We really did. You know, in a lot of different ways, we all tried. And Uh that's the hardest part is that, you know, that, you know, that (sighs) accepting that there was something that you just couldn't control no matter how hard you tried. Right. And for the people, for the people, loved ones around, it's not about you. Like it couldn't be less about you. You know, right. you were the only thing that kept that person going as long as they did, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and unfortunately like, you know, his life had been defined by trauma as well, you know? Oh yeah. And, and, and so there, that's one of those things where it's like, you know, how can a person, you know, how can a person really truly understand what's going on in somebody's head in that moment, except for those of us who've also been there, we understand it. And, you know, that's why I, I've always taken the time to talk about it because I do believe that it's possible to get through. And I, I know that, you know, we're, we're creatures that love instant gratification, but when it comes to the mental health journey, it's not, and, and hell, even, even all these years later, um, I'm coming up on, I'm coming up on 20 years, uh, since my last suicide attempt. And, you know, guess what? I, I just did an entire year's worth of therapy over the last year. And guess what? You know, it wasn't because I was, you know, suicidal, you know, did I have some stuff I needed to work on? Absolutely. I absolutely had some stuff that I needed to work on and it's been great for me to work on those things. And people around me notice that I have put the work in on those things and people around me appreciate that I have done that. And, and, and it's not just about the people around me. What I'm saying is people around me have noticed. I have noticed. And for me, I feel so much better and it's, you know, it's going to be something that continues on you know, in the future, something that I'm going to continue to, you know, support is doing therapy every so often. And especially, you know, when you find yourself in a rut and, you know, especially when others find you in a rut and, you know, it's, and you guys have conversations about, you know, you know, maybe there's something going on there that you need to, uh, you know, really dig in and, and, you know, work through and work out. And it's mental health is hard work. It really is. Well, it's, it's a lifetime thing. Cause your, your, your chemistry is always changing. Absolutely. You know, I never had, I didn't, I've had various def, uh, forms of anxiety and depression and autism, autistic spectrum attitudes and personalities my whole life, but none of them were constant. Some of them come in and out. Some of my OCDs come in and out, you know? So I, uh, yeah, I think, I think until we get, Somebody said that mental health is half of physical health, mental health, right? Mm-hmm. Divide it in half. They're both equally as important. So I think and until we have a Peloton for mental health, 
like a gym membership for mental health mm. and we treat mental health the way we treat our physical health, then we're not, we're, we're always going to be battling it unless we're proactive. I do love if the idea of, the like, sign like, a, of it, uh, like a gym for mental health. Yeah, yeah. I love that idea, actually. You know, I do too. I was thinking of it just like, well, if we can ride a bike, can't we just get somebody to yell at us? Hey, be happier. <laughs> what are you doing? You're not a little with your mind harder. <laughs> I would love it. Hey, how did, ooh, no, we're, we're so close to the end. I just want to keep going. We got five more minutes of, of this. Do you have anything you want to, want to add? You know, I, I want to, I want, my goal was to protect loved ones of people that were dealing with the thoughts and considerations of suicide. I wanted to, I wanted to show people signs of it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get the conversation going. I think the idea is to start the conversation early with yes. people you love. It's not to wait until the last minute and say, Hey, I'm going in the other room to die now. I think it's to say, Hey, guess what? I had a thought, you know what I mean? Right. You and know, just and to be open and honest with people. Because what yeah. I think is we live fake lives, right? Everything's great. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Good. We never really tell anybody when it sucks, right? And so there's mm -hmm. this drastic thing when it goes from, hey, everything's great to, can I talk to you? Because I, I, I'm scared. You know, it's like this drop off. Be honest with people so that they, they, they can, you know, be with you. So they don't, they're not suddenly shocked that you're upset because you've been real with them the whole time. That's my thought how about yours you know and uh it's it's so difficult you know because there's so many different there's so many different versions and so many different journeys and you know mm -hmm. you know even my experience is just based off of severe clinical depression and when you realize you've got things like seasonal affective disorder you've got things oh, like yeah. you know you know um trauma-based uh you've got things that are uh you know I forget what the correct term is now because they, cause yeah. um, I mean, I, I, I always grew up with it being called bipolar disorder. Um, uh, it, yeah, manic we'll depressive. There was manic depressive. There's a number of different terms that I've heard used for it over the years. Bipolar is not derogatory. You know, it's just a fact. It's, well, it's, it's, it's a it's, mood swing. Well, there's and, variations to it though. And I know? think, that, I think what it is, is that they've, they've more or less come to a better scientific name for it. And I just can't remember okay. what it is. That's um, fine. It's and, part of, it's part of the ADHD and autism spectrum too. Which, a lot of autistic people find themselves bipolar. And, and that's, and that's the thing is, is, and, you know, understanding that, you know, you've got people around you who are most likely in similar places or have dealt with similar things. You've got an older generation who, you know, finally got to talk about mental health. And while it's mm -hmm. still somewhat of a stigma, it's not nearly as bad as it used to be. Right. But it is this gray area of people that don't know and people oh, that know way too well. And it's that, it's that mixture of salt water and fresh water that's mm -hmm. causing the issue. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, and that's, and, and the thing is, is that, you know, as, as more people talk openly about mental health, you know, realizing that, you know, you've got, you know, they're sure you're going to hear people out there that say you don't need, you know, mental health therapy, you need religion. Well, for some people, religion is a part of that mental health therapy. Now, agree not for me. Um, in fact, I think but it gives you structure in your life. It gives you can. a bigger, bigger thought than just yourself. You know, and, and to me, it's, it's the idea of wherever you find peace, you know, you know, mm -hmm. whether, whether, you know, you decide that it's, you know, Islam or it's uh, Christianity or it's Judaism or 
maybe it's Hinduism or Buddhism, you know, whatever. Just the knowledge of them all. Just the knowledge. Whatever brings you, you know, or maybe it's nothing at all, you know, like me. (laughs) Spirituality, Um, you know, the wind, the earth, the fire, you know, the water. You know, know, taking deep breaths and being able to think Mm -hmm. about where you're at and, and ground yourself. You know, there's so many different ways that you can find peace in life and as part of that mental health strategy it's about figuring that out you know for me music was the one of the biggest things that i used for a long time in order to to bring myself peace and 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 i still love it and and it's still one of those things that i i do use now you just have to each person has to decide how much work they're willing to put in and Mm -hmm. who they're willing to involve in order to help them get that work done and I do believe that each and every person could get there. I won't say will could get there. Mm-hmm. We, we need everyone. It's just where we need them. And so if you're feeling like you have no purpose on this planet, it's because you haven't been put in a position to discover the value of the purpose that you have. Find yourself in service. If you're going to kill yourself, maybe spend a week at a soup kitchen and offer others service, you know, because you're a useful body. You know what I mean? Like, Sign up for the Peace like, Corps and, 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 right, and right. put yourself on the other side of the planet and go help some people. If, if right. you know, like, you know, maybe that's something that'll help. You know, it's a great opportunity to explore what. Yeah. helps you heal you know Reach that, that and fuck, understand, it fuck it right yeah for me it's like deuces every day we're gonna go yeah. for it you know yeah we're, we're gonna go for it and you know the goal is love you know love everybody and and give everybody a, a, a shot at finding peace yeah but everybody does have a reason to be here you know mm-hmm. so i was uh wait Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to Public Access America. You can find us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. That's what we do. You can find our live stream on YouTube every Sunday. And you can find some great stuff on our social media, like on Twitter at Public Access Pod, Instagram, and YouTube at Public Access America. I had this thought, Jeffrey White. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our ideals, democracy, liberty, opportunity, and unyielding hope. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbow. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will Live streams on YouTube. I wanted to run out of that tunnel.
on Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Stitcher, Radio Public, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.